Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Thomas Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Michelle's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. You're, you're, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Presents right now on TPV Radio. Thomas Voice presents Let's Go. What is good, radio family? It's that time again. The Thomas Voice presents. This is a showcase for all artists, indie artists, Christian, CCM, pastors, entrepreneurs, authors that's making a statement in the kingdom of God. And I am your most humble host, the Thomas Voice. What's cracking? 
Well, family, we have an exciting show for you today. We have a CPXO, we have author and prophetess Janice Watson in the building. So we don't want to keep waiting too my family. So let's get this party started, shall we? The Summer's Voice presents author, prophetess Janice Watts. Let's get it. Let's go. And now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Janice 
Hey, hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing good. Awesome, awesome. I'm, I'm doing, doing good. So, uh, we, you know, that that's just what we do here. You know, we, you know, we gotta give the family, you know, the excitement of our guests, and we're excited, so they gotta be excited. So we just pull them all in. So we hope we didn't run you away with the intro. <laughs> No, you didn't run me away. I almost grabbed my purse, but you didn't run me away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we praise God for you coming on. I know it's uh, we've been flip-flopping with dates and stuff like that, but I'm just glad that you are, we're able to do this today. And your story is nothing but God. And I, I, I definitely wanted to get you on uh, in reference to Kingdom, because I know we do have a lot of misunderstanding in the word kingdom, and a lot of uh, I'm not not going to say a lot. I'll say some leaders are running kingdom backwards. Now I'm no scholar at it. You have a book that's written about it, so I'm quite sure we'll be able to break it down a lot more than I can. But I just wanted to open up the floor with that question because. There's a lot of misunderstandings in the kingdom right now, especially at this time, where we have some kingdoms that are ran like, uh, uh, I like to say, it, uh, the king's court. We have the king and the queen on the throne, and then we have the the, um, the the knights around the table. You know, I like to make analogies like that, but we have it ran like that, where a lot of people <laughs> are being hurt, and a lot of gifts are not being utilized because of the fact that they want to stay a knight. But God didn't choose you to be a knight. He chose you to be a leader. So that that's that's one thing of, of a misunderstanding that a lot of people have when it comes to kingdom. Uh, also with this money stuff. Now, that's what's been a big issue as well with kingdom. Kingdom minus, uh, wealth, prosperity, all that stuff. And a lot of people are very confused when it comes to that because we have a lot of horror stories in reference to Utilizing kingdom principles in regards to the kingdom offerings, and a lot of people are losing their homes, they're losing their jobs, they they can't keep their water cut on because of the kingdom mindset. Now that's because it was not taught properly. That's from my point. Now you're the expert at it because you have a book on it. So can you give the family a little bit of backdrop of who you are first of all, and we can get right into the juice of your book. You have the oh, floor. Sure. Yes, definitely. Um, well, again, my name is Jamie, uh, Jamie Swartz. I've been residing in Colleen for about 17 years now. Um, came into the kingdom about uh, 15 years ago. And um, and during that process, um, I was, when I first came in, I did. I came in, actually, I came into religion. Then I came into the kingdom. And... Right. Um, during that process, it just was a lot of um, self uh, discovery of the Word of God for myself. You know, um, understanding you know the principles of God and what God is you know really what His true intentions are um, behind things that we often hear and we often quote um, behind um, teachings. You know, I believe everything in context causes uh, people to uh, come into the truth. Everything out of context brings us into walking out of a walking out a lie. And so 
Um, one of the things um, that we do um, here, we've been we've been teaching classes for this past year. So uh, we've been uh, having a hub here where we gather for intercession, for prayer, just um, worship, and really just teaching, um, just retraining um, the kingdom. You know, really pulling down religious barriers and breaking religious strongholds. Really um, taking people back into the word to discover the kingdom and to discover relationship with Christ versus relationship with a form of Christ. And so that's what we have been doing um, this past year. And actually we had this process had begun in the prophetic class where um, we had begun to do this. You know, God said, I want you to take my prophets and dedicate them back to me. And I didn't understand that. But as the by and by, I began to understand, you know, God was saying, pull them out, you know, from where religion has brought them and bring them to me, you know. And so um, that's kind of where we, where it started at. And that's pretty much um, the goal, the focus um, that is, uh, that's my heart's passion really is to bring people into understanding the kingdom and coming out of relationship and partnership with the spirit of religion. Amen. That is the catalyst of understanding what kingdom truly is. It's all relational. And it doesn't take uh, a doctor of theology, and I'm not trying to be funny by no means, but it doesn't take a doctor of theology to understand that the power of God with all the calls and the gifts that God has left for us to have. It doesn't take too much to understand that the closer relate the, the closer you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the stronger you become. Now Jesus Christ left his spirit for us to do greater things than he. That's in the word. Yeah. That's scripture. So why we're only operating at half mass. We're not even operating at our full potential. Why? Because you pointed it out very clearly. We have no relationship with Jesus Christ and we have all the religious mundane things so embedded in us that we don't know the type of power we truly are walking in. So in this time, in this season, we have a lot of so-called seasoned believers in fear because they have the religious aspect down pat. They have every cliche, every uh, scripture, every um, everything that sounds blessed and highly favored, but when it comes down to it, they have no relationship because they were surrounded by the works. And I, I really wanted to get an explanation in regards to the, the dynamics of kingdom because, again, people are so confused. And we go, we go into these streets all the time listening to the people. And I'm telling you, woman of God, it is sad how many people do not even consider a church at the church as a source anymore because of the wrong practices we have done. Now, am I beating everybody up? No. But we got to get it together, especially now, especially in this season. We got to regroup. We got to go back to basic training and get the right information because too many people are dying, too many people are hurting, and too many souls are being lost because of this lack of teaching. So let's get a little bit more deep in regards to this vision. Kingdom Dynamics was a vision that you had. So what was the what was the hurdles that you had to face personally 
in the spiritual maturity of writing this book, and how did you overcome them? You have the floor. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So, um, wow, this was actually an interesting journey. Um, when I had my son in 2017, um, in a dream, I heard the Lord give me this word, kingdom dynamics, and I wrote it down, and, and I was like, God, you know, what does this mean? What are you saying? And I I went to um, re, um, define both words, you know, um, kingdom, biblically, and then dynamics. And so when I began to look, dynamics being the motion of a thing, how a thing is supposed to move, how it should work, you know. And when I began to look at that, um, doing that process, I would happen to be just really um, in a trying time in my personal life spiritually. And, um, you know, been in the church, you know, served in the same ministry for years. And, um and, you know, sometimes I, you know, sometimes we can be uh, faithful to a fault, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we have like a sense of false loyalty. And um, during that time, God began to um, deliver me um, from false loyalties. And, and when he began to deliver me, he also began to deliver me from false teachings, false paradigms. He began to break the paradigms that I had adapted by being churched. And when I say that, you know, I was being churched but not kingdom, you know, and um, he had to break those mindsets, those things that I had brought, um, had took on, you know, thinking that this is the way it's supposed to look versus what Christ intended. So I had to go back even to scriptures and then begin to parallel those scriptures with teaching. So God, it came to a point where every time I would sit under a teaching, I would listen, I would take my notes, and then the Lord would take me to the Word. You know, um, like for instance, I use this scripture. You know, I'll often hear, I often hear this in the church. Well, you know, when the anointing runs down your pastor's beard, then the anointing is gonna hit you, and yeah. um, then you'll be, you know, that's how it, that's how it's supposed to look. You know, you supposed to. That's when you walk in anointing and authority and power. And so I, I had to go and study that particular text. I said, God, you know, I said, okay, so we're waiting for the anointing to roll down. Then we walk in power. I was trying to figure it out, right? <laughs> and so when I went to go study the scripture, that's not what it was talking about at all. Actually, this all right. was a reference to him being anointed, and the oils begin to mix. They mix several oils when they anointed him. And so the oil, the mixture of the several different types of fragrance, the Lord was saying that this, this was a unity, unity that was beautiful to him. This was a unity that was powerful to him, the mixture of different substances coming together. So when we come together, you know, he was saying that this, this is beautiful. It's a sweet fragrance unto me. You know, and I realized, okay, I'm not waiting on a beard anointing, okay? That that's not what was happening in this text. This is out of context. I'm not waiting for it to drip from anybody's beard. I I'm, I was I was born into power and authority. The moment we were born again, and so once I got that I that that concept that I was born again into power and authority, it changed my complete outlook on how to function in the kingdom of God. 
And I believe that has been um, the problem that we're seeing and that many believers are experiencing. They're not realizing they're born into power, and instead we're waiting to be knighted into power. But we were born into power. We're not waiting for somebody to come and knight us and say, it's your turn. The moment we come into the kingdom, the moment we come through the canal of the kingdom, death, burial, and resurrection, we come up in power. And so I believe that that mindset, after that, we didn't have to teach people. We have to teach them the kingdom and not how to do church systems. And I believe we perfected teaching how to do church systems or how to do how we want our vision ran and how we want um, our building plans to look. And by perfecting that, what has happened is people, uh, they feel powerless. Like, I've talked to so many believers now, even in this season, where they're not able to attend church, and they're feeling like, I, I need somebody, I need prayer, I need, and, and because they haven't had that, that kingdom teaching, so now they're they're needing pastors to, to pray with them, they're needing pastors to feed them, you know, and so in other words, they're still in need of milk, when at this point, they should be teachers by now, so when they should be at a whole nother level, you know, in their walk with Christ. You know, and so I think that if we go back to that, because you have to denounce some things to even accept um, kingdom teaching. You have to denounce that some things were a lie. You have to, de- once you see the word, you have to begin to denounce it. And you have to begin to repent for what you have operated in um, unknowingly. You know, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Not because knowledge isn't available, but because it's rejected. Correct. Correct. And and that that's a big problem. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was saying that that's a when when it comes to the church, the system, and when God calls uh, the family, like I, I call everybody family because that's what you are. That's what that's how God sees me, and that's how I should see you. And Correct. when it comes to the church, some. We have a problem with letting things go as leaders. We have a problem of allowing people to birth their call. We have a problem when an individual comes to the chambers and expresses the same passion that you have and revelation that you had, we get offended. I don't understand that because as men of God, as a pastor, our job is to simply get you out of milk so you can walk independently on your own and, and make more dishes of men and women. That's our job, period. So we got caught up in this power trip and we were manipulating people to the point where, as you just said, they feel powerless. They don't know what to do. I'm I'm on quarantine. I can't go and serve in the church because I don't think God's going to bless me because the church is closed. We put so much emphasis on the works in the building instead of the relationship. And the relationship is lacking. So our human emotion is going to lack because we're not serving. So we don't feel as if we're powerful enough uh, uh, in God because we're not serving in the building. But I have news for you, ladies and gentlemen. This time for us being quarantined, if you have not understood Jesus Christ for yourself in this whole period, I don't think you ever will. Because this was a perfect time to detach from the system 
understand what Jesus Christ is actually saying about the system, about the church, about what he came down here to die for. He gave us a blueprint, and it's all relational. It doesn't take a, a um, an anointed beard. It doesn't take a ram horn filled with prayed up oil to be poured on you. The pastor doesn't have to christen you and knight be king. No, it's none of that stuff. That's the stuff that we mandated in our churches. And that's why in this season, this is a perfect time for us to learn who Jesus Christ is for ourselves. And that's where revelation came from with you, sis, because of the fact that you detached yourself from the system and you allow God to give you the blueprint of how it's supposed to actually be ran. Now, this, I know this question is going to be universal, but when God gives a man or woman of God revelation like that, and out of respect for the house, you present this to the, the man or woman of God, does that cause issues? Because I hear so many horror stories in reference to this, that, that. When you receive revelation, you go out to your wilderness experience, and God gives you revelation. He gives you a clear and concise picture of what he wants you to do. He know, He told you exactly what you call, your purpose, and all that is. You come back with all this information, and you're happy. You're ready to tell your leaders, look, God gave you revelation, and then you get the door slammed in your face. Now, how do how do men and women of God uh, how, how are they able to bounce back from that? Because it destroys a lot of people when their man or woman of God does that, and they feel so alone at that point. Can you give somebody some suggestions on feeling that way when God gave you the book, he gave you revelation, he gave you a new relationship with him, he gave you a clearer picture and purpose? Can you give somebody some backdrop in regards to that and how they can deal with that as they transition? Yes, most definitely. Um, well, one thing I would say, you know, oftentimes when you're um, going to express, you know, new revelation um, and understanding of the scriptures um, with, you know, leaders, and, you know, it, and, and it all, too, depends on relationship, you know, even on the relationship that you have with that individual. A lot of times that can even affect, you know, what you're going to deliver, the level that it will be received, you know. Um, but the truth is, a lot of times what happens is you know most most leaders most people lead how they were how they were led so what we see is just a lot of passed down leadership mm-hmm. you know even though people think they break away well I left this leader because this leader was like this and then they begin to lead oftentimes we just see a lot of passed down um, leadership styles it just passed down from one leader to the next to the next to the next and so when you have to encounter that to say, okay, hey, this is what the Lord is saying, or, you know, this quite doesn't line up with the scriptures, you know, um, how can, how, let's reason, let's talk about it, let's discuss it. You know, rejection will come, you know, um, and you have some leaders who are open, um, mm-hmm. that are open to um, to fresh understandings, fresh perspectives, and then you have those that are not. 
you know, I mean, you really have to know what you're dealing with, you know, and then you have to know if the Lord has sent you to even confront um, what's being dealt with. Because sometimes you can go confront something that God is already confronting, but God is giving you the revelation so that you can unplug and, re- and release yourself. So you have to know what it is that God is calling you to do. Because the reality is there's great people just stuck in bad systems, stuck in bad mindsets, you know, just, you know, just like I could say myself was, you know, I was a great person, but I was stuck in a bad in a, in a bad system in a bad way of doing things you know and so when we look at that that's how we have to look at them you know we can't take it personal we have to recognize that this is just them coming against the word but the scripture says that it's hard to kick against the prick so at the end of the day you know when you go in to deliver a word or you're going to share or to break bread and the bread is not received you know you just dust off your feet and you keep it moving because God will bring other opportunities you know um, for that person to align some things you might be their last opportunity, or there might be more opportunities coming, you know, but when God does it, he does it well, and his word does not return unto him void, and we have to remember that, you know, so we have to remember that, hey, that we, at that moment, the increase might not come when I go and sow the seed, you know, there's still a water, you know, but the increase is coming unto the Lord, and so you just have to wait for that moment and allow God to do it, and you don't have to wait, you know, about your business and do what God is calling you to do, and allow God to deal with them, you know, because he will the king's heart is in the in the hands of the Lord, and he'll turn in which way he will, you know. And so we just have to allow God to do it and not um, be so sensitive. I think we've gotten so sensitive, you know. Um, when I, I would share things, things weren't always received, you know. Um, I didn't take it personal. It wasn't always, it wasn't a personal attack against me, you know. And we have to take it that way. If we share something and it's not received, we have to understand it is not a personal attack against us. We have to get some backbone in the realm of the spirit when we deliver the word of the Lord because there are those that will reject the word. Correct. Correct. And we see that now. I mean, you know, the the word of God is correction, is correcting. And, you know, we've gotten so, you know, we'll talk about the prophetic call in just a few minutes, but we've gotten so caught up in the fluff we got so caught up in the patty cake, baker's man stuff. We got so caught up in all the nice stuff. Now, no one really talks about the lion of the lamb. We talk about the lamb and, and, and how Jesus was, you know, so graceful and things like that. But no, when it came to the kingdom of God, when it came to people disrespecting his father, disrespecting the kingdom, he went ham and cheese. I'm just saying. So, and we don't teach that part. And then you have to in because if you're going against the scholars, the theologians, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, you're going up against these highly intelligent religious men. Now, yeah. I understand that can be very intimidating just in itself because these men know the word. Now, the difference mm-hmm. is knowing the word and living the word and being the living word are three different things. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't put one goal on it. You have to understand that this thing is a is a living, breathing power that God has left, and we are constantly walking past it as if it doesn't exist because we're walking the same paths that the the Pharisees and the Sadducees have walked. We got so intellectual that we we forgot the relationship. 
We don't love yeah. our folk no We don't, you know, we don't do any of that. And then when someone comes and corrects us from the word of God, we get mad. Oh, we're going to cut you off. I'm blocking you off Facebook now, uh, uh, Sister Wife, because you are just talking too, too much about the kingdom, and you're being too direct. So let me block you on Facebook, and when I see you in public, I don't say anything. This is the nonsense that we're dealing with. But that's what we have to deal with that, too. Especially in these times, no one wants to hear the truth. Everyone wants a quick fix, shake it, shake and stir, drink on the go. They want all that stuff in the in the things of God, but that's not how yeah. God works. He's He's progressive, and He takes yeah. care, and He's detailed. Why do you think He spent all that time with the disciples? What just to walk with them? No. He had to get to know them, develop a relationship with them. He had to show them their word. He had to activate the call that was from all of them, even doubting Thomas. Everyone had a call. And if they chose to listen, they walked with power. But if they chose not to, they walked in what? Fear. This is where we are right now. Anyway, we're going yeah. off track. Stay a little focus here. So, in 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 retrospect to the the book. And understanding that, and you have four more after, you know, after this one. You have four more books. Um, can, can you please explain to me the process in each season of writing these books? Because it looked like to me there was a season when you were writing these books. And what is who are they supposed to impact in the kingdom? You have the floor. Well, um, the the books that I've written, um, I've written them just really over a little spans of time. Um, there's days where the Lord gives like a major download and I write, and then um, there's weeks where there's nothing and I wait. And <laughs> but these books, um, they're they're written for the average believer. You know, um, you mentioned um, earlier about knowledge. You know, and we know according to First Corinthians eight and one that knowledge puffs up. You know, and you know, the books are intended to give a, a wealth of wisdom, you know, and to to stir up the knowledge that is already buried within the vessel, you know, because everything that we receive from the Lord, it's already within us, you know. It's just a matter of it being unlocked and opened up. And so really the books is for the average, the average those that are really just trying to get an understanding, you know, those that have been confused, asking like, Lord, you know, <laughs> Okay, what am I doing? What should I be doing? What is this supposed to look like? You know, um, should I be waiting for somebody to come and knight me? Um, should I be waiting um, 10 years before I operate um, and laying hands on the sick? Should I wait? You know, we have operated um, for so long in the church in a caste system, and we've, we've had these ranking structures, you know, in the body of Christ that have literally oppressed so many people, and, you know, we've taken the patterns of Catholicism, and we've used those same patterns and tried to put them in the kingdom of God. We've taken this subculture and tried to merge it with the kingdom. And so these books are literally confronting that in every aspect. Literally almost every book is dealing with some form uh, of false doctrine or false ideology that we have adapted from subculture, that we have adapted from a false Christ system. And so that we have you know, you know, hey, you know, uh, forgive them, forget them type of lingo, you know, all that kind of foolery that is just not kingdom. The kingdom is about relationships, relationships, 
You know, it is all of our relationship. You know, it's about our horizontal and our vertical relationship. And I think we have made the kingdom more about mammon, and we've made it more about business than we have made it about relationship. Uh oh. You know, we're just doing business. Yeah. And so the relationships we build. You know, we don't build relationships genuinely. So we start building relationships for who can do what for me. Let's see who can open doors, and let's see who can, who going to sow. Oh, that's a good seed sower right there. Let me get close to them. We start building relationships for all the wrong reasons. And so, therefore, these are not a relationship. These are business exchanges. So people leave hurt. People leave wounded. So many are hurt because of this, you know, because they are no, no more than just business colleagues. Instead of kingdom yeah. relationships. Amen. And and that's that's exactly what happens. You know, we, we get so caught like you said, we get so caught up in the business. Oh, kingdom business. Okay, let me let me throw the kingdom in front of business and then run it as if God said it, or thus saith the Lord. Mandates and doctrines. I talk about that a lot. But we that the concepts of business, why are you trying to integrate it in the church? That's why people are even more confused about kingdom dynamics because you're integrating multi-level marketing in the church. You're integrating um, the ranking system, just like you said. I was just about to ask you that because in this area we have a lot of uh, a lot of um, uh, sergeant majors that are pastors, a lot of high-ranking officers that are pastors. And by me saying this, is no disrespect to anyone that has served or has been. But hear what I'm saying here. We cannot run a military system in a church. We just can't. And a lot of times we get to the point where that's how it becomes. It becomes, okay, that's first charge. Then we got the, the, the soldiers on things. We got pride first. You know, all this stuff, we brace it on rank. And if the person didn't do enough, if the person didn't work enough, if the person wasn't visible enough, if the person wasn't available, you know, when they asked to call, all this stuff, we have like little checklists against people's names. And then the yeah. big score is if they, they sew. Now, I don't have a problem sewing then at all. But since when it, be, it became a competition or I'm buying into a position? Because that's what people do in businesses. They pay into yeah. a chair. So they become a partner or they become part of the board because they invested money to be in that entity so, so they can have a voice. They paid into it. We're paying it yeah. forward to become a pastor or a, or, or a minister or what, or what have you, just to be under a name. And this is, again, the dynamics of what we're doing are hurting people. God called people like that were the wrenches of the rest. Read the word, family. The people that have risen in the word, in the text we read, these people were not perfect. These people were not $1,000 seed sowers. These people were murderers, killers, adulterers. You name it, these people were. But God did a change in them, and it started in a relational transference. The relation of Jesus Christ was embedded in the individuals. That's why we have the awesome text that we read 
That's why we see the dynamic men and women that we read in the text because they develop a relationship with God and the spirit of God fell on them, giving them supernatural ability. I'm not talking about Marvel Comics stuff. I'm talking about stuff that's going to set people free and break chains. Now, I, I'm very familiar with your ministry because I think I went I went to a, um, one of the conferences. I think it was last year uh, here in Colleen um, and a, a fellow pastor uh, of mine, Gino Gardner, was in the building. And we, we attended it. And it was so powerful because... My, my wife was touched. Now, it takes a lot for my wife to be touched. And just for her to be in the presence, and you can have chains broken without the word. That's the stuff that we, we miss. Is we, don't, we don't go into having a conference into trying to break chains before the keynote speaker comes on the pulpit. That's what this whole thing's about. Breaking chains, setting people free, and activating their gifts. But anyway, let me stop preaching. Anyway, here we go. So, so how did how did how did all of this get started? Because I know a lot of people that are, that are writing, a lot of people that have been called uh, to do um, an office. How did it get started for you? Can you walk the family through your relational process with Jesus into you becoming the author and then you walking into your prophetic call? You have the floor. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, um, again, I, I mentioned it earlier. You know, when I first came into Christ, I um, I had I got saved and I backslid, you know, and um, I was struggling uh, with, you know, sexual perversion. I was dealing with homosexuality at the time, and I was struggling with, um, you know, fornication. I mean, it was just a lot going on in my life, and God disrupted it um, and caused me to seek him, woke me up, you know, and told me to seek out a ministry. And in this particular ministry, I went, I joined, I served there for years, Um and about 2016, my uh, me, my husband and I, we had separated. Uh, we were just going through some trying times in our marriage, but it was definitely a time that worked it uh, worked great glory in my life. Um, it was a time where God really began to get my attention and, and show me that you know I had a lot of idols. I had things in the way that were hindering that were hindering me from stepping into my call, from stepping into what it is that he wanted to do in my life. And so during that time, um, in praying and interceding for my marriage, God um, delivered me. <laughs> While I was praying with my husband, God delivered me. And, um, you know, so just to put that out there, you know, people always like, I'm praying for my husband. No, you got to pray for yourself. <laughs> God will deliver you. You know, God delivered me in that time. And, um and in that time of deliverance, when I came out of it, you know, me and my husband reconciled literally a few a few uh, months after that time. And during that time, everything that God spoke over my life from years ago began to manifest. And, I mean, it was like quick momentum. It was so quick. It was hit me so fast, I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what is happening here? You know, everything felt like, what is happening? What is, Lord, what's this? You know, and, and literally it was like, a, is this time time the momentum had just set up for me you know that everything that God had promised I restore the years that the canker worm and the locusts have stolen have eaten they were like being restored like right before my very eyes 
And so during that time, I, I began to come into truth. And then coming into truth, you know, um, it was exciting. It was exciting for me, but it was exciting to want to share truth, you know, to want to see other people liberated. It was almost as if I could see people with heavy rucksacks on their back, you know, asking for somebody to remove this remove this baggage, remove this weight, remove this false yoke off of me, you know, and so many were burdened by the and once I got that understanding, you know, that so many were burdened and carrying this false yoke, I'm like, okay, you know, Lord began to deal with me about writing. And I didn't think, um, you know, I hadn't thought about writing since I was a kid. And literally, as somebody had given me a word, the Lord says, you're going to get ready to start writing books. And during that time, I was cleaning, I found a box, and in that box was a little book I saw myself writing when I was in high school. And I said, oh, my God, Lord, I did say I was going to write. And lo and behold, from that point on, God would begin to just constantly drop um, titles, drop um, thought processes. You know, it was like sermons on paper. That's what it feels like to me. It's like these are my, my, my sermon thoughts on paper, you know. And so I just began to write them out, you know, to release them, you know, declaring the word, you know, for whoever would read it, you know, that they would be blessed, that God would deliver, that God would destroy the yoke in their lives, you know, because reading definitely is fundamental, okay? And by reading, you know, by studying to show ourselves the proof, things are broken off our lives, you know, through the testimony of others. And so I just began to write and just put it on paper. And it, it has been a journey. It has not been pretty at all. But one thing I can say is God has been faithful, you know, coming out on the other side. And and looking at it now, I, I wouldn't take any of it back, you know, none of it back, none of the journey, you know, none of the infidelity, none of the, none of the journey. Through it all, God has spoken, God has blessed, and he has moved. And so that is how the books, you know, just the writing, uh, the ministry, the ministry came forth through pain. It was birthed in pain. It wasn't birthed. I know what we see on social media, photo shoots and all that kind of stuff. No, it was not birthed and no photo shoots. Okay. It, it was birthed in tears. It was birthed in prayer. It was birthed in lots of fasting. You know, that's where God begins to deal with me at, you know. And I know we've made it about life, camera, and action, but that ain't it. And that's not where it happened. And so, and, but that, but those are the things that keep you humble. See, people don't understand the power of the of Apostle Paul was how he came out of being on the other side of the coin and being one of the front runners for the foundation of what he laid down for the churches and the wisdom that he laid down uh, for us on in today's world. We have to understand that our king is preparation for destiny. How do you think we get here? We're, we don't, yeah. you know, and I thank God for, for mothers that give birth. And, but that's an extra, that is an awesome analogy to think about because that's exactly what happens. The pain, the contraction, back to back, nonstop. And then the next thing you know, here comes the baby. And then all that pain, all that agony you went through for hours seems to go away. Because when you see that little boy, that little girl, and you're holding in your arms, it was all worth it. So that that's what I love about what God does. Because 
I constantly want to un- remember where I come from. I want to remember yeah. that because and I can identify with a, a brother or a sister that are going through the same transition. A lot of us get stuck in a transition. A lot of us yeah. get hurt and we stop because we allow people, yeah, I'm going to say it, we allow people yeah. to hold us hostage. We have to listen to what God says for us. Well, how do we listen to what God says, uh, Psalmist? Well, it's easy. Have a relationship with him. Well, how do I have a relationship with him, Psalmist? Easy. Just like we're talking to you right now, family, it's the same thing. We can get deeper and we can go to different levels of prayer and all that stuff. That's great. But if you're just starting out, you talk to Jesus just like we're talking to you right now. And as you mature, as you grow, then the other things will come, like the tongues and, and, and visions and all this stuff that you experience as you grow in your relationship with God. You can't pay for it. You can't photoshoot it, photoshop it. You can't do none of that. It has to be birthed out of you. And someone can't tell you what to say. They can't rub, shake your belly and tell you to say Honda and Chanda. That's not speaking in tongues. And that's not a gift. No. God, God gives it to you when it's your time. And if that's your gift, there's different gifts. Now, I, w- I want you to explain that because your office is in the, in the prophetic. And a lot of people have this stigma, especially now when it comes to the prophetic. Now, from what I've been reading in reference to the prophetic, the prophet comes to correct and the prophet comes to assure and the prophet comes to give instruction and it's up to the, the man or woman in a house or the person that God is uh, is giving you uh, uh, pr- prophetic uh, utterances to, it's up to them to receive it. Now, when it comes to the pro- prophetic, can you explain to the family a little bit about what that is, especially being a woman of God? Because I know there's a lot of stigmas with this when it comes to powerful women of God that are walking into offices that have been predominantly male-ran, and I hate to say it that way, but it's, it's been the truth, and that's another stumbling block that we, yeah. that we put on these mandates that a woman's place is sitting on the left and all, all this nonsense. No, if, a, if the woman's been called to do a work just like you, sir, then you ought to go hand-in-hand side by side, because if you're a husband and wife, you're supposed to be one flesh. So if you're one flesh, then both of you should have the same authority and opportunity to present the word of God. I'm just saying, but that's just me. I don't know what I'm reading. So anyway, (laughs) sis, can can you explain to the family how your prophetic gift um, with your writing, how has that played a part in your spiritual walk with Christ in writing as well? Okay. Um, well, I say we're writing. Uh, really, it's just um, gauging where God's heart is, you know, right now for his people. You know, I think um, one thing you said a minute ago was about, you know, um, the biases and things that come uh, with the um, prophetic. Um, I think what we have done, and um, we've made the office of the prophet, um, actually we've made a, a lot of the offices. We've Actually, we don't even discuss the teacher. I mean, I think we, teach, we treat the teacher like they're irrelevant, 
and uh, mm-hmm. the evangelists and we treat that one like it's a thing of the past. But when Correct. we look at the fivefold, we have treated the office of the prophet um, as if uh, we put it in like a ranking structure as if the prophet comes to answer to the pastor, uh, which mm-hmm. is not nowhere nowhere in our Bibles, okay? I'm just going to say that to you, okay? Yes, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, meaning that, you know, prophet is also a teacher. They can apply for any office. So that means that we are subject one to another. We submit one to another. But that's a whole different story and a different teacher for a different day. <laughs> that we find it where most prophets are, uh, they prophesy according to... Um, the house. If the house wants a certain word, certain type of word release, that's how they prophesy. They don't prophesy a lot of what the Lord is saying um, for fear of rebuke or whatever the case may be. But the reality is, you know, the prophet's mouth is not to be governed by the pastor, nor the apostle, nor any other office. The prophet's mouth is to be governed by the spirit of the Lord. Now, it comes under subjection of one to another, meaning submitting gifts one to another, but to say that I need you need to align what you're gonna prophesy um <laughs> with the temperature of the house. No, I need you need to align what you're gonna prophesy with with the sound of heaven. Because when you align it with the temperature of the house, we pull the people off course. But when you align of uh, the prophetic word with the sound of heaven, the people begin to strengthen their relationship with Christ. So, yeah, that's a whole different story. But when it comes to writing, you know, you want to write um, concerning the Father's heart. You know, you don't want to write just what's popular, but it's what is God saying to the church? God, what are you saying to your people? You know, this is how the uh, how writings of old happen. God, what are you saying? What is the Father's heart right now? You know, how would you have me to, to uh, put this out? You know, how would you have this relayed? You know, and so when we write the prophetic, it's really just hearing God. It's not about taking in another man's reading and paraphrasing what they said. It's literally um, folding the layers. God, unfold the layers to me. Show me. Show me the books of heaven. Show me, you know, what you are saying in the heavens concerning this. You know, and I think a lot of times, you know, I've seen book writing seminars. I've seen so many things, you know, advertising on Facebook and stuff. And I see they're like, okay, we're going to show you. And then you can use people's writing and paraphrase. You know, but the reality is people need a word from the Lord. Amen. Don't quote me ten other authors. What does the Lord think? I've read and books, you know, looked at books, and they've quoted ten other people. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Is it, should I be reading their book or should I be reading your book? Which one should I be doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and we have to have an a, a open line with the Lord and be okay with what God gives us. Be okay with our part. It's not a competition. Exactly. Wow. You want to the words on me. You know, if your part is only three pages, write the part. <laughs> exactly. Look, we are a body, okay? The metaphor of the body is so clear in the word of God, but yet we walk totally past it. We are stronger together. Okay, we we have been keeping all this separation for so long that now we need to combine. We can't even combine straight because we're so lost. We we we've used titles to market. We've used titles to to advertise to get rich. All this stuff 
That's not even biblical. Okay, nobody wants to be a prophet because that's the, that's not the most popular uh, office. Look, I, I would love I love the office of the prophetic because God is always speaking to you and it comes to you the way it's supposed to come. It's up to the vessel to transpose it the way it's supposed to be. And when we get out of the way and we allow the flow to happen the way it's supposed to, sis, people will be delivered, period. But we want to market it and put a nice little bow on it, and and, and people have to pay us via Facebook Live. Oh, I see Sister Jazz on the line. Okay, hold on a second. Oh, I hear a rhema word from God. My my spidey senses are tingling. Come on, man. Are you ready? Are you really that desperate? This is and and but the word did say that we're gonna have a lot of false prophets, and you gotta be able to discern spirits. You have to understand that we're dealing with people that are trying to manipulate the system so they can get rich off of it because that's the system that was played out by the very system that's supposed to be delivering and setting people free, which is the freedom of God. But the kingdom of God has started getting polluted with what's going on out here in this world with all this making money concept and being the next big thing that, that people are losing. We are not powerful. So I declare and decree that as we continue to develop relationships with with powerful men and women of God, such as yourself, your husband, and all the people that you are ministering to, minister to, that these people rise up and become what God has called them to be and allow the power of God and allow the spirit of God to be activated in their life according to what God has called them to do. Because we get a lot yeah. of false, another false prophecy that happens where people say, oh, you're you going to be a bishop or you're going to be an apostle and all this other stuff. And these people are going to school, getting this stuff in debt, going through all this uh, hoop and doing all this stuff to get the, to get the title. But their whole life is, is going straight to you know what? Because of the fact that they're doing, that they went about it the wrong way then. And two, you have to be very careful what office you want to apply for, too. Because I was, I mean, I was running from the the past, the, being a pastor for a very long time. I didn't want it because of the examples that I saw and how it became a pimp daddy thing instead of being of that uh, of training people, you know, the, the right way and sending them out. My my church is not supposed to be packed out as a pastor. What are you talking about? Okay, let me explain it real quick and we're gonna continue. When it when you are a pastor or a bishop or whatever title you want, your job is to build saints to let them understand what their call and their purpose is. Your job is to make sure that they grow in Christ, not in you, in Christ. Once they grow in Christ, develop the relationship, Jesus will reveal to them what they're supposed to be doing. Now, some there's some gifts where some people are called to be with the kids. Praise God. There's some gifts that, that you're just called to be a deacon. 
God bless you. But there are deeper things in this season that God is 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 birthing out of people, and people didn't realize it. And then when they go to their man or woman of God, and it's coming out of them, and they can't control it, their man or woman of God is not nurturing it. They're trying to kill it. And that's not what we're supposed to be doing. Be a happy papa. That's like being a parent. And you send your kids off to college. Of course, you don't want them to go. Of course, they're your babies, but they got to grow. They have to understand life for themselves. So if we're allowing our babies to grow and allow them to fly, we're, we're, we're instilling that need. Like you said earlier on, we're instilling the need for them to, to be dependent or codependent on us. Yeah. And then yeah. hold the pitch on God. Let me stop preaching. Please let me start. Anyway, let me die down a little bit. Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> this, uh, can you give the family all of your social media handles, how they can reach you, uh, how they can purchase your books, and all that jazz? So you have the floor. Huh. Okay. Well, I am on social media. Um, I have a page to watch, the ministries page. You can follow me or like my page, Watch Ministries page, and I also have an Instagram, Watch Ministries, and I have my regular Facebook, Jamie Swat. Um, you can find me on there, um, and you can like, you can send me a friend request. I'm friendly, <laughs> and um, you can get my books on Amazon right now. I'm actually working on pulling um, my books from Amazon to create uh, my own website to be able to put my books on there to make some of my ebooks um, a lot more affordable, and so um, you and that'll be um, coming soon. But it will be on Watch Ministry page. So if you follow that page, you'll actually see it when it does come up. So yeah, those are my contact information. So if you're looking for me, that's how you find me. Awesome, awesome. Because it, it's exciting to know that there are other people out here, especially in the CTX that have the same passion of re-educating the people the right way. And when you come across um, the same like spirits, you don't want to let them go because it, it, the spirit in this area, as far as the pride and arrogance is just ridiculous. And yeah, I said it, I'm already, I'm already under the radar for opening up my mouth, but Hey, it's the truth. It's the you truth. know, you know, God is allowing us in this season to be bold. I'm bold in God. Now, if I relied in my own power, sis, I, I couldn't do what I do. But I know this is all God because God gives yeah. me the boldness to speak it. So I know I'm not qualified to do half the stuff that God puts me in, but I know through him I am. So once you understand yeah. you are in Christ, the sky's the limit. You can break down the barriers of what is supposed to be church, what is supposed to be kingdom dynamics, you know, being untangled from all of this nonsense that, that holds you hostage. And I wanted to talk about that book also as well, Tangled. That was interesting to me because that just stood out. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to talk about Tangled because that stood out too. I'm like, whoa, okay, I think somebody would be blessed with that. So you're listening to The Summer's Voice Presents with my very special guest, my sister in the faith author and prophetess Janice Watts in the building. So don't move anywhere. Don't move a muscle, but tell your friends 
Tell your family. Tell Uncle Pookie. Tell everybody that the Summer's Voice presents Prophetess Janice Watts. She's in the building, so you can give her a call. Don't be shy. It's 515-605. 9873. That's 515 605 9873. We're also broadcasting live from TPV Radio Network's website. We're broadcasting www.tpvradionetwork.com. We're also broadcasting on radio And we're also broadcasting live at TPV Radio 24 7 on Live 365. Just type in the Psalmist Voice Radio Network and you're in there. My pastor's description that pops up when you download the app is on the upper left-hand corner. Bypass it. You don't have to get it. Type us up. Hit the heart button. Save us and take us everywhere with you. So we'll be right back after this with author and prophetess Janice Watts. She's in the building, y'all. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Hey, what's going on, home team? This your boy, Gino Worldwide, Pastor Gino, man of Free Wave Radio, Generation Now Church in Murfreesboro. Hey, you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go.
losers. I believe if he part of seas, this disease gotta bow to the ruler. The resurrection power from the grave 
Um, and like you said earlier on in the show, the titles that God gives you are right on point. We don't have to be a Bible scholar to understand the dynamic of where God takes you uh, in your writing. So can you give the family a little bit of uh, detail in regards to when God had you write this book, Kingdom, and who is it going to impact? You have the floor. Are you there, sis? I'm Uh-oh. here. I'm sorry. It was like okay. it was breaking in and out. I'm so so sorry. Yes, I'm here. So basically, um, with the book Tangles, the one you uh, mentioned, um, it came from a thought that the Lord had given me in regards to um, relationship and regards to the spirit of honor. Uh, my first book I wrote was called um, it was dealing with honor as well. Okay, and it's talking about the um, the prophetic voice and how honor is important for the prophetic voice. And so um, in this book, God had me dealing with honor again. And so with this particular book, um, the thought that it came from was people don't want your honor, they want your worship. And I didn't understand that. I, I really had to go and, like, research this and, you know, by the scripture, I said, okay, Lord, what do you mean they don't want my honor, they want my worship? And the Lord began to show me the spirit of displaced honor, you know, of where worship has emerged, where perversion and honor meet, and where, therefore, it becomes tangled. When perversion meets honor, when perversion and honor come together, that means that worship, creature worship, has now taken place. And so the Lord was showing me how, you know, many are demanding honor, in, um, but instead of honor, they're actually demanding worship. And so because of this, we see... This is the fruit of discord. You know, anything that you worship outside of God, you know, the Bible says you can only have one master. You're going to love one or hate the other. You know, so the spirit of resentment arises whenever there's perverted honor. You know, this is what we see it often, you know, that confusion that breaks out in churches, you know, um, you know, where people are upset <laughs> with the pastor. I've been sowing, I've been this, and I've been doing that, you know, because it's a place of false honor. You know, it's a place um, of flattery. You know, and in Psalms, it tells us, it's not Psalms, I can't remember what, it's been 79, but it talks about how flattery brings you to ruin. You know, it, it's a place of hate. You know, so anything that we put in the place of God, anything that we honor outside of the confinements of honor in the kingdom become perversion. So if I'm giving you honor and that honor is seated in worship, then I have moved God out of the place and I have now put you in my place of worship. And therefore, it creates such turmoil. You know, um, the Lord begins to show me how, you know, many times we say, well, the enemy has come in and caused confusion. And oftentimes it's not even confusion from the enemy. Sometimes it's confusion from displaced worship that we see in our assembly, you know, that we are experiencing amongst the brethren, you know, just displaced worship. And so um, that's basically what this book is talking about. It's talking about um, removing displaced worship, untangling honor with creature worship. Oh, Woo. Yeah, that, that you have. Yeah, that that is definitely prophetic, uh, because that's what that's what's been happening. Uh, and you know, and and I hate to beat a dead horse here, but we we have to understand that family. We got to change the way we do things, because 
we're not God. We're not the king. We're not the queen. We're servants. Regardless of what title you put yourself in or God ordained you to be, your overall operation of ministry is being a servant, period. So I, yeah. I get it. And that's why people get upset. And that's why a lot of houses end up becoming, you know, disdained and, and confusing because uh, people walk in with certain wardrobe or drive certain cars and then, oh, yeah, they're blessed and highly favored. And they get kudos by the pastor because they got a new car or a new house. And then the people that's making a nine to five, that are not making six figures. They feel like, well, God's not blessing me. See, it, it, it's that worship that we're doing. We're worshiping things. We're worshiping outside stuff. I'd rather be rich in spirit than rich here on this earth because of the fact that I know that God can do anything here in this realm that I live. So if I'm operating his spirit and his authority, I don't have to worry about the, the, the ranking systems of different houses because I don't need you to praise me because of what God has done. God's put me in a position where I can be a help. See, we, we want to get in these positions. We want to put ourselves in debt. Oh, sorry, but we're supposed to be walking in, in kingdom, right? But we're putting ourselves in debt, so that makes no sense. So why would you put yourself in debt to impress a man or woman of God, knowing that you're struggling to make ends meet, but you got to stay safe and make sure you drive up in your brand new BMW or, or your brand new uh, uh, Lexus and make sure you got red bottom shoes and $3,000 dresses. That makes no sense. And But this is where we're, this is where we've been heading and this is false worship. We're worshiping the outside. We're worshiping the personality. Uh-oh. We're worshiping yeah. things that are of God. So we, we're putting ourselves on Front Street and we're saying, mm -hmm. well, God is me because God gave me all these things. So you need to sow into my ministry. No, first of all, anything that God gives you is not yours. So you ought to think about that, family. If you are self-proclaiming your ministry, maybe you need to second guess yourself because God didn't give it to you. You gave it to yourself. Uh-oh. I'm going to get in trouble with that one, too. But think about it. If God gave it to you, why are you hurting people? If God gave it to you, why aren't you blessing people for real? If God gave it to you, why aren't you being a servant? Because ultimately, that's what Jesus was. He was the biggest servant. Yeah. He wasn't too mm -hmm. big. That he couldn't wash nobody's feet. He wasn't too big to serve. He wasn't too big to do anything. Because that's yeah. who we are. We are servants to the people. Oh, what are you talking about? Well, when you when you raise up in ministry, then there's certain things you're not supposed to do. Who said that? That's not scripture. I mean, maybe I'm reading the wrong uh Bible says, but uh uh it don't say that. We're we're servants and we're supposed to get our hands dirty. So stop wearing your thousand yeah. uh, dollar sweatsuit and your three thousand dollar Crocs and get down and dirty and put some, um, um, a Walmart brand shirt on or whatever you want to do and, and and get and get it in and get to work because being pretty ain't working no more. People's got to see our heart and that's the problem. We don't love anymore. 
We're too busy hating. Oh, I'm going to hate on you, sis, because you have a book and you have a ministry. And this, 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 this. We're playing all this hating stuff instead of supporting each other. And that's another yeah. problem when it comes to things of God, when you're actually doing the things that God told you to do, you're loving the people, in spite of the people hating on you, sending you nasty emails and all this stuff. The fact of the matter is, I'm not doing it for you. If Jesus took the persecution, then I ought to be able to take it. I ought to put on my big boy pants and take it because Jesus didn't didn't get the full uh, spectrum of praise either. The Pharisees and Sadducees tried to make it very hard for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They tried to make it very hard for him. But the fact of the matter is he walked in the power of his father. He didn't walk in the power of himself. And that's the issue. We need to stop this self-proclaimed nonsense so we can understand our kingdom dynamics. We need to stop being entangled with all the things of this world. Is it nice to live comfortably? Of course. I'm not saying go and live in a shack. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying get a Friendstones car and you and you, you and your husband are, are using your feet to go from A to B. That's not what I'm saying. We can live comfortably, but be humble with it. Don't throw it in people's yeah. face. But anyway, that's a whole nother show, whole nother topic, and we, we are we're about out of time. So let me go a little bit further here. What is, what is the biggest roadblock men and women of God face when they're in the position of your writing and your ministering? What is the biggest roadblock people face, and how did you overcome it? Your thoughts. Say the biggest roadblock is um, making time, carving out time, prioritizing your time. Um, I think that is um, one of the major issues with writing and even with doing ministry, making sure that, you know, that you're doing everything, you know, you're not neglecting anything. And I think um, oftentimes, you know, in ministry we can neglect things. We can neglect our family. We can neglect our health. You know, we can neglect, you know, things of things, other things that we need to take care of. So, you know, it's just a matter of ensuring that we are um, good stewards in every area. And areas that we lack in, then we just have to literally ask God, okay, God, give me a plan. Give me a strategy. Show me how to develop more in the in the areas that I am lacking in. And so really it comes down to balance and literally, um, you know, putting things in proper perspective and proper balance. You know, and just making sure that you prioritize your time. You know, time wasting. Um, I think having that mindset that I got time, I got time, I got time is one of the worst uh, procrastination. It's one of the worst um, things, you know, that that we struggle with, especially in the body of Christ when it comes to the things that God has called us to do. But the Bible tells us to work while it is day, for night is coming, and no man can work. So we have to step out into the things that God has told us, what God has commissioned us, what God has assigned us to do. It don't matter what it looks like. It don't matter what no one says. You know, we're not waiting on permission to serve God. We're not waiting on permission to do the things of God. God has already granted permission and access for us to be able to do the things that he has called us to do. And so in doing so, we have to step into it. Still there? Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm here. I'm here. We just had a little, had a little uh, issue. Um, that's well. I think 
I thank God for understanding that there is balance. And see, that's another thing that's not taught either. We're not taught to balance. Uh, we have all these things that, that God has given us, but we have to be able to make sure our first ministry is taken care of. And our first ministry is our family, our husbands, our kids. That's our first ministry. And then we have the external ministry, you know, and, and we have to make sure that we balance it all, balance it all and not leave one hanging. I think that's one of our biggest things that we're not taught uh, in church either. We're taught to do all these big things, but no one's teaching time management. No one's teaching how to balance it all. You know, being busy and never seeing your wife or husband, what's the point? Or your kids, what's the point? You're missing graduations. You're missing recitals. You're missing, you know, major things in life because you're so busy in ministry that you're not even sowing into the main ministry, which is your family. And that's the biggest, biggest strain on a lot of families where when you are in ministry, there's no balance because it's not taught. So, you yeah. know, I, I'm a firm believer that you put your family first. That's your first ministry. And then everything else falls into suit. And if your kids are old enough, put them in, involve them. You know, if they can just hand out books, okay, hand out books. Or if you can rent, hand out flyers, hand out flyers. Or if, you, or if they're old enough to sing, won't you sing? You know, involve them, incorporate them into it. Because, you know, you have to burp, you have to burp something that's, that's inside of them, too. And, and seeing mommy and daddy doing it and, and involving us in it, you know, that's like, wow, wow. Well, anyway, let me, uh, let me talk about your uh, ministry, um, uh, Lions Roar Academy. Can you give us the family a little bit of backdrop on that? And if, and if there's enrollment available, they can uh, become a part of it. Can you give some uh, uh, insight onto the, on that vision and how they can uh, uh, be a part of that? Yeah, sure. Um, so Lions Roar Prophetic Academy is a prophetic ministry. Um, we do not teach you how to prophesy, so let me go ahead and put that out there. Um, we're not teaching anybody how to prophesy. We're literally um, training, training in the prophetic. So what I mean by training in the prophetic, we're kind of dealing with a lot of um, character issues. We're dealing with a lot of um, warfare training, you know, you know, just kind of guiding you through the word on how to navigate seasons of your life. Um, and it's not just for profit. So it's we, everybody that comes is not a prophet. We have prophets, we've had pastors, we've had pe- people of all of all uh, ministries, the psalmists, you know, because the body, the, the body of Christ is perfect. The whole body should is it should be able to prophesy, okay? But that's Bible. The whole body, okay, should be able to prophesy. So it's not just for profit, you know. So literally, uh, we're just really training and just kind of pruning, aligning some things, helping you align some things in your life, and um, and it's really it's really a shift. It's kind of it's really hard to explain. It's lions roar. You really have to experience it. It can be as experienced more than it is explained. <laughs> if that's if that's the best way to say it, it's more experienced than it is explained. But uh, we're getting ready to launch it online. 
um, in the next two months we'll be um, online. So actually we will be teaching and doing classes and engagement uh, with, with students, with peers, whoever wants to join online. You know, we will be doing Zoom interactions as well, but as well as uh, biblical studies, you know, things that you can take and read on your own time and just kind of develop, you know, uh, develop some understanding and then, you know, where you can allow God to begin to speak to you in areas areas of your life. So we're going to begin to um, set that up in the coming months. So we're actually working on that now. Um as a whole, so it, it's a few things in the work concerned in that. So it's really shifting and taking its, you know, God's giving its own form, you know. So uh, from where it started to what God is doing going forward, it's, it's really been interesting. So, so if you want to connect with that, all you do is reach out to me um, again, you know, through Facebook, and I have a page, Lions World Prophetic Academy. It actually has its own separate page, so you can actually like that page, uh, which I'll be updating as we get ready to create our online portal. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot going on with that. Amen. Amen. Um, so with with the prophetic call, like I know this is a big question probably that you would probably get from a lot of people when it comes to the office of the prophet. How do you know? Like, you know, is there a confirmation that's involved? Um, is there a preparation that was involved to get you to go into that phase of the office? It, uh, is there something? Is there a nugget that you can give someone that that may uh, be experiencing the the burst, the, the little uh, the, the the packets of bursting of in walking in the prophetic office? Because I know there's some people that that are speaking things and things are coming to pass, which is a whole different thing. But when it comes to things of the spirit and those things are being said. And they are coming to pass within your own, but within your own walk with Christ. How do you know that that's your office? Is there a, a, a significant thing that you know that this is your office, or is just something that is a gift? Well, one thing I would say about the prophetic is, is just like any other function. You know, when God calls you, you know God has called you. You know, and I think um, a lot of the confusion comes in when people go and place offices upon people. You know, uh, I see you walking in this, you know, and, and then we start trying to perform what they see us walking in. I mean, that's where a lot of the confusion comes in at. Um, but the reality is when God calls you to a place, you know, you know that you're called, and God confirms that what he has placed on your life. So whatever God has spoken over your life, he confirms it, you know. And, you know, just mere prophesying and um, telling you your street address and all that stuff, you know, I mean, that's <laughs> that's not the, the test of whether or not you are per, uh, prophetic and getting or making a mistake is not the test of you being a false prophet. That's a whole different story and a whole nother teaching. But um, the reality is, you know, you know when God has called you. And, you know, we can't allow people to place things on us that God has not spoken over our lives. I think that's where we have to go now, where we really have to begin to retrain, you know, and um, kind of redevelop in that area. And, and you know, the Bible talks about laying hand on no man suddenly. And often we use that when it comes to laying on hands to heal the sick, but that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about, you know, um, declaring who somebody is, you know, laying hands on them, um, commissioning them into offices and all that type of stuff. So we just really have to be careful, you know, with what we place on people, and we have to be careful for what we allow people to place on us. 
because it's really not about a title. It's about a function. You know, we call these titles titles. These are functions. These are operations. This is how you operate. This is this is the protocol for your life more so than it is a title. Um, a pastor is a protocol for your life. This is how I function. You know, a teacher is a protocol for your life. This is how I function. This is how I move. This is how my systems work. Your systems work prophetically. You know, when you are operating in the in the prophetic, your systems work pastorally when you're operating as a pastor. So I think when we get through the title out the way and, you know, and begin to see how God wants you to function in his kingdom, how he wants you to move in the earth. Mm. Because it becomes a part of your, as they say, it comes, becomes a part of your DNA. And it's like yeah. it becomes a part of who you are. Uh, even in your natural life, you know, outside of ministry and you have to, you know, go to a job, and you're still operating in that because it just comes out. You know, you can't hold it back. You know, if someone's talking to you, it's like you automatically, the gift automatically hits you. I'm like, man, I'm over here preaching and I'm at work, you know. So, you know, th this is the stuff that is embedded in you because it comes out. And things, different gifts start to activate. And like I said, as you get closer to God, you will realize that there's a lot more gifts than just one or two. You have a lot more gifts that are, are birthed out of you. You know, there are a lot more gifts that can be that can be uh, manifested. And I and I believe your academy is is perfect for that because you're not teaching how to do it. You're giving people the biblical fundamentals of how to walk in it properly. And and when it activates you know that it's God and not you. You know, we're not giving you no hocus pocus and Okay, you can become a Vegas sideshow now. Come on, man. Really? So We ain't doing that. <laughs> it, it, exactly. And those are those little things that we need to be careful for. Uh, be careful of. But I got one more nugget uh, for you to, uh, to give some um, inspiration to the people uh, that, are, uh, that are aspiring authors, that are uh, walking in their purpose as far as their call. Because um, people... People fail a lot, and we're not giving we're not giving people um, any nuggets to allow them to get back up and keep moving. So, what uh, nugget you can give to the family where they feel that they've failed, or because the people that they are around they feel that they failed, that their book isn't as successful as it should be because, or you're not walking in your call because, or your purpose that you claim that you're walking in is an effect. You know, you know how we do. So what's yeah. the what's the nugget that you can give someone that is listening that in on that crossroad of just throwing everything away and just giving up? What can you give that man or woman of God out here today uh, to keep them uh, inspired to move forward? Yeah, um, well, what I would say to you, you know, is it's, you have to get up. Getting up is a requirement. You know, we're not meant to stay down. We are meant to get up. And, and the reality of it is we will fail sometimes. Sometimes we will not succeed in everything that we do. Some things will seem like they have died. You know, some visions, um, some dreams, some books, 
I mean, some clothing lines, all the things that we step into, sometimes it'll look like they have died. And the reality is, you know, the Bible says, except the grain of wheat falls to the ground and die, it abides alone. You know, but listen, if sometimes when things die, we have to look for the harvest and get ready to rise again. That God will cause your vision, he will cause your dream, he will cause whatever it is that he has declared to rise again. You know, not what... Not what you aspire to do, but what he has declared. His will is what rises again. And that's one of the things that, you know, that's where disappointment comes so often because a lot of times we're doing things that is not his will. And we're like, why didn't it not, why, why was there no success? Why, you know, why did it fail? You know, but the reality of it is it's the things that God has predestined for you to do, they will succeed and he will blow new life on them. You know, you have to be encouraged in that. You can't allow what people say negativity you know a lot of times we look at who's supporting us you know that's like the new thing now if they not supporting me i ain't supporting them you know never look at who's supporting you and don't even look at who you support if you support them support them because you love them and you want to support them you know don't support them because you're looking for their support you know because god will bring people that don't even know you to support you and to bless you he will send people from the north south east and west so be encouraged in that be encouraged in what god can do for you and not what your the arm of your flesh or your strength can do you know lay your gifts lay your callings lay your visions lay them at the master's feet that way if they if they belong to him he will pick them up and hand them back to you to revive them again amen amen well it looks like that we looks like we have a caller sis so i'm gonna uh read the last four digits of the phone number for the caller and we can tap you in real quick so Caller 1264, 1264, you are on the air with author and prophetess Janice Watt. Welcome to the show. God bless you. Well, praise praise God. I'm a first-time caller. I enjoyed the word of God today, and I just thank God for um, all that's been spoken. And um, and I just enjoyed it, and I just thank God. And, and I really would appreciate it if the prophets would pray for me. I would appreciate that very much. Thank you so much. Amen. 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 We definitely can do that because this is ministry before anything. So uh, would you like to take the helm, sis, or would you like me to take the helm? Yeah, did he say his name? I didn't catch his name. My (laughs) name is is Brother Brother Coleman. I'm calling from Brooklyn, New York. I'm a first-time caller, and I appreciate it if you pray for me. God bless you. Anybody know what means? Yes, Brother Coleman. Well, we're praying for you now. Father God, we just thank you right now. We thank you for Brother Coleman. We thank you for his life, God. We thank you, God, God, that you are meeting his needs, God. Everything, God, that you have predestined for his life, God. God, we thank you, God, that you are showering him with blessings, Father God. We thank you that new revelation, God, that new insight, God, is falling upon his life. God, we thank that you are speaking to him, God, in ways that he has never experienced before. Father, we thank you for newness of life, a new experience, God, that you are moving the garments of the past season. God, we thank you that you're blowing on him afresh. God, we thank you that new things are unfolding in his life, Lord God. God, we thank you, God, that discouragement is broken off his life, God. God, that he's walking and he's moving by faith, moving in power, moving in authority, God, that he knows who he is, God, and he knows who he belongs to, Father. God, reassure him, God, that you have called him and that you have appointed him for such a time as this. Father, we remove the ashes of the past. God, we declare that beauty 
beauty shall arise from ashes yes. in his life right now in the mighty name yes, of Lord. Jesus. We annihilate every word curse spoken over his life, Father. We declare fruit that shall remain. God, we declare, God, the abundant life of over him, God, and everything that concerns him, God, everything attached to him, God, we declare victory yes. right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Clear every path, Father God. Remove the fog, Father God. I declare clear sight in his eyes now, Father. He shall see clear. Yes. I declare, God, that his hearing is fine-tuned, God, that his mouth is aligned with the word of the Lord, God. God, now massage yes. his heart, Father God. Speak to it, God. You know the needs, God. God, you know, God, what is needed, Father God, before he even asks. So speak to it now, God. We thank you for yes. what you are doing in his life. We declare it's done. It is settled in the heavens, Father God. And we give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord for you. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No Amen. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for uh, choosing us to um, come uh, and listen to the word on today. And, and we definitely pray for you, man. Um, you know, you could stay in touch with us. Uh, we're on Facebook, uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash TPV radio. Or you can um, go to our website, www com and you can, you know, put your email information in and you can find out all of the shows that come on live uh, with powerful men and women of God, such as uh, uh, Prophetess Janice Watts and others that come on and you can stay abreast of what's going on in the programming here. And uh, if you're a mobile guy and you like apps and stuff like that, we're also on Live 365 as well. And you can just type us in, the Psalmist Voice radio network and you can carry us with you everywhere you go 24 hours a day seven days a week man and you can come right here on block talk radio as well so there's plenty of options for you man to stay encouraged and feel free to always call in man we're you know we are open ministry uh and we we will definitely keep you encouraged man so leave your information on the website so we can definitely uh shoot some encouragement to you from time to time and you continue to stay strong, man, because I know uh, up, yes. up top of man, you guys are going through a lot of things, a lot of transition. Yes. But you hold fast to what God has called you to do in this season. It may look bleak around you, but God's got you, man. So you be the strength Amen. in your You be the rock in your family, and you continue to listen to what God says and not what CNN has to say, not what Fox News yes. has to say. You listen yes. to what God has and allow him to direct you and guide you in this coming man. Again, God bless you, man. And thank you so much for calling in on today. You have anything else you want to say that Yes, I enjoyed the word. I thank God tonight for the uh spoken word by the prophetess and, and how God used her and used you. Because where I am, they don't believe God speaks through people, but I know he do, and I just thank God that she prayed to me. And I look for God, and I know there's going to be a change, a breakthrough that's getting ready to happen. In, in, in Jesus' name, I believe that in my life. Amen. As she prayed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this cold, my God, her name is Shamika Alexander, to hold up in prayer. I believe in God to do something with her in, in, in my life. Amen. 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 Well, well, God is in the restoring business, man, and he's going to show out in this season because everything that we thought was church is not as is anymore, and God's going to do the different things in this season, and he's going to raise up people like yourself and your daughter, yes. uh, 
mend, mend the hurt, mend the wounds, and become powerful yes. in Him. You know, it's, it's no it's no more time for playing church anymore, man. It's a relational thing, and as you draw closer to God, not people. You you draw closer to God. Find a Bible that you can understand and read it for yourself, and and ask God for wisdom understanding so you can grow in your relationship with Jesus and watch him work because he will heal your relationships. He will mend those broken relationships. He will back in your life that that ran from you because of what you used to be or who you used to be. But God loves the rich. He loves the man and woman that walked away, did their own thing. They they were cast away according to the church. Oh, you are distracted so far that you can't come back. Who says? Because the God we serve is restorated. He's a liberated. He will make sure that yeah. he makes it for you, man. So you stay encouraged, my brother, and we will continue okay, to lift you up. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, this is what this is all about, sis, man. I love the fact that we can stop what we're doing and minister. That, because that's what this is all about. This is what God does, man. I love when people just call in and and want prayer. You know, that is one of the biggest passions that I have. I could stop everything, talk the brakes. Let's minister. Let's have (laughs) chops. Oh Amen. man. Amen. But I appreciate you. Thank you so much for um for, for coming on the show today. Thank you for praying for, for the gentleman and we will continue to lift him up in prayer. But do you have to get please all of the social media handles one more time, uh, with the school, with the books, um your your all your social media handles so people can get in contact with you in regards to ministry and, and uh, I don't know if you go you know to different engagements and things like that and how people can get to you that way. So just give all the people your all your social media handles before we get out of here today. Okay. So you can catch me on Facebook. I have a few Facebooks. I have Watch Ministries. You can follow me or like Watch Ministries. And then I have uh, my regular page, Janie's Watch. Um, you can, um, they both have the same picture, so you'll know it's me. And then um, I have a Lions Roar Prophetic Academy page, and you can like and follow me there as well. And I'm also Instagram, Watch Ministries. You can like, follow me on Instagram. Amen. And so that's that's where it's at. <laughs> that's where it's at now. But everybody's on Instagram. Uh, I love Instagram. But anyway, uh, uh, again, <laughs> you can do so much, man. You know, it, you know, today, if there's, it's an age today where you can do so much than like 10 years ago. You know, you can minister in so many different ways now that, you know, it, it's not even funny anymore. But, you know, what, what I've learned, even through ministering through social media, a lot of times, you know, we get discouraged on numbers and because that's, what's been put inside of us, competition, numbers, all this stuff. Look, I'm glad if I have two people just that just hang on for the whole transmission, I'm good with that, you know? And, and this is what, you know, we have to be more humble with that. 
You know, we gotta yeah. we gotta stop. You know, oh, I don't have a hundred people, or I don't have two K people on my on my feed, so I'm gonna wait. And in the meantime, won't you buy my book? You know, or, you know, doing all this other stuff. You know, it, it, it's all about feeding the soul. You know, for real. Yeah. And we have to understand who we are in God. And a lot of us don't know. We we have the we have the stuff. We have all the tools, but we don't know how to activate it. You know, just like you being a vet. They weren't, they're not going to send you into the field without any basic training. Uh, that no. makes no sense. So why, why are we doing that in the kingdom of God? We're sending people out with no weapon. We're sending people out with no, with no power. We're sending people out with no proper training on when things get hard, when times get rough. We got men and women of God taking their own lives because they weren't taught how to survive through the transition. See, it's little stuff like this that we have not been given, sis. And I, I continue to pray for you. I pray for your for your family. I pray for your husband, your ministry, that God will continue to protect you and give you words that will break the yokes of all this religious stuff and all this churchdom. Yeah, that's a made up word, but churchdom <laughs> because that's what I like to call it because we we got we got that down pat. So we need to break all that stuff and realize that we are powerful in God. We have one source that can do literally anything if we understand who we are worshiping, who we are serving. That's Jesus Christ, our King. And all the gifts that come are freely given. You don't got to pay it forward. You ain't got to pay nobody to get it. You ain't got to throw a $1,000 seed to enhance it to, to get it. These are things that are free. And as you draw closer to Jesus Christ in your life, in your relationship, just like you put all the time and energy into your marriage, into your kiddos, things like that. It's the same thing with Jesus Christ. It's nothing hard. Amen. It's nothing complicated. Just saying. But do you have any closing words or final thoughts you'd like to give to the family before we go on today? Um, if I said anything, it would be, you know, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Everything else, you know, seek God. You know, and all you're getting, get an understanding. You know, and this is a season to get an understanding. This is a season to pursue the kingdom and it's to pursue the king. Don't pursue the kingdom without the king. <laughs> Amen. Got that right. You, you don't want a solo dolo. Just saying. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other show for another time. So if you want to catch this show on a rebroadcast, we will have it available on our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. You can also catch it straight from blocktalkradio.com forward slash TPV radio. And you can also catch it on our 24 hour 365 radio station. TPV radio is 24 hours, and you can take this everywhere with you. Just download the app, Live, 3, Live 365. Search the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. You can bypass the subscription because that's the first thing that's going to pop up on your screen. Hit the X button on the upper left-hand side of your mobile device, and you can bypass it. Look us up. Hit the heart button. Take us everywhere with you, and we will definitely make sure that you get your spiritual fix and uplifting words with garments 
great Indian gospel music in all in biblical context, period. So let's give a warm welcome to our special guest, author, prophetess, Janice. Wow. Did I say that right? I think I've been jacking your name up this whole time, and I apologize. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. The family, please support this sister. Buy her books. This sister is really talking from the heart. It is is nothing with fluff and all that stuff. Read it. You will be encouraged. You will be inspired. You will want to walk into your purpose, and you will understand the different the dimensions, the different dynamics of church, the different dynamics of ministry, the different dynamics of your calling purpose, and how to, to, to let God be in front of all that. If he can take myself, and if he can take uh, a prophetess Watts, and he can take us, and we were way on the other side of the track, and when he can take us, and change us, and renew us, and allow us to be a voice in his time, he could do the same for you. So, sis, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Thank you. Love to your family. Give my love to your husband for allowing us to have this time with you. And again, don't be a stranger. You are always welcome to come on a show at any time when you have the time. And, and you know, we will definitely plug you in and allow the Spirit of God to speak through you, sis. So now your family... So now you stuck with us, so we're going to check on you, make sure you're okay, and all that jazz. So we love you, sis, and continue love to let God be in your life. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Family, please get her book. Go on Amazon, get her book, uh, Kingdom uh, Dynamics, also the book Tangled. She has like three other books that's out, author uh, Janice Watts or Janice Watts or, yeah, uh, one of those, because I was jacking the whole time. So please don't charge it to me. I don't, I don't pronounce names right at all. And and my my poor daughter's names, I jack them up too. Just saying, I just keep it transparent. Keep it in. But anyway, anyway, it's time to get out of here. And uh, you are more than you think, and greater than you heard. And when you see the psalmist's voice, oh, when you see. Author and prophetess Jess Watts in your hood, in your conferences, teaching you the proper way to invest in the kingdom of God through your spiritual gifts and doing what God has called you to do in his purpose, not ours. Walk with us, family. Let's go. We will see you tomorrow for another exciting episode of the Sonic Voice Presents with recording artists. Rodney, that show either. So, family, we love you. God bless you. We will see you next time. So, don't move a muscle. We got another exciting episode of the Psalmist Voice Presents coming up very, very soon. Tomorrow, a matter of fact. So, keep it locked. We love you. Thank God for you. And have an awesome evening. God bless. Thomas Voice presents Let's Go.
KCPV Radio, Central Texas. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.